presented by the Coalition to Protect America's Regional Airports. Good morning, everyone. I'm Playbook co-author Eugene Daniels. It's Thursday, July 13th. Here's what's driving the day. Guess what? It's the president. He is not here in the United States, but his kind of good news-filled week is driving Playbook and also a lot of the chatter here in Washington, D.C. First of all, the president is now in Helsinki, Finland, After spending time with NATO leaders, he had a big speech on Wednesday that seems to have gone over pretty well. The White House and administration feel really good about it. And you haven't heard anyone attacking him on it. So when you're president, that's a pretty good deal. He left Lithuania after meeting with the Ukrainian president, after meeting with the Turkish president, after Turkey finally relented and allowed Sweden into NATO. Also, good economic numbers. You have inflation hitting 3% in June, which is the lowest since March 2021, which is a very long time. So the administration is feeling good about this news. They're feeling good about President Biden. And joining me to discuss all of that is my colleague on the White House team, Adam Kankren. He covers the Biden economic policy and how it affects things and many, many other things. He's a renaissance man. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. It's great to be here. Yeah, first time. First time. First time phone. ever. It's about time. Welcome. We'll see if it's the last time, depending well, on Well, that's a possibility. <laughs> so Biden has been getting some good news kind of overall. So first there's NATO happening. You have Sweden getting into NATO. He had this big speech on Wednesday that went over really well. And you have this economic news where inflation hit 3% in June, which is the lowest since March of 2021, which is a very long time. You have a story up this morning about how his economic dream is becoming reality. But then the question, as we always do at Political, how long can he sustain it? So talk to me a little bit about how Biden world is feeling, because they seem to be riding kind of high this week. Of course. And the, and the question here is always what's next. Yeah. Right? I mean, it has been a good week for Biden, and he hasn't even been in the country. Right. Um, but this <laughs> Maybe economic that's the key. news. Maybe that's, that's the key, key for him. Every time he leaves. (laughs) But no, this is this is unambiguously good news for Biden economically. And and that's something that we haven't been able to say in a long time. There's always been something that they'd love to see that would be better. For a long time, it's been inflation has been the big dark cloud over what has otherwise been a pretty strong economic recovery. And what we've seen here now is a further confirmation that inflation is slowing. The increase of prices that really drove down consumer sentiment last year seems to be easing. And at a rate where by the end of this year into 2024, if everything kind of stays level, we could be in a really, really good position where we're close to achieving that soft landing that you've heard about, right? Where Mm -hmm. inflation eases from these near record highs. And at the same time, job growth is pretty steady and we're not in any kind of a, a painful recession. And that is the goal that the White House has always said that it's driving toward. So one of the things that the administration has talked about almost 10 seconds into talking to any of these officials is you hear the word binomics. Basically, all the wins that they have, including they feel how inflation is going down and that's better for the American consumer. But with the economy, you break it, you bought it, you own it, right? Talk about the dangers of that. It's going really well right now. It seems like, you know, we're going to have this soft landing. But there are so many things that can change between now and November. So politically, how kind of <laughs> dangerous is it to really be kind of having a mission accomplished moment as the Biden administration seems to be doing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, any president going into the reelection campaign 
is going to have to own the economy, whether it's good, bad, in between, doesn't matter. Voters are going to judge them on that. And that's kind of part of the thinking behind branding this Bidenomics now is that, one, it's not anything new, really. The thought process here, though, is the economy is really good. It may not get better. We might as well take as much credit for it now as we can and really just kind of try to get people to associate Biden with all of these positive, encouraging things that are happening. Now, of course, the danger there is things could go really, really bad. There's a lot that could happen between now and November 2024. But it's one of those things where, you know, you might as well give it a shot now, cannot really control what happens over the next year in terms of a macro sense. And I think what you're seeing the White House do is try to thread this needle between taking credit for things when they can, and at the same time, really, really emphasizing it. And you hear this from Biden all the time, that they don't think the job is done. This is not a victory lap. There's still a lot more to do. So it's that messaging, whether that nuance gets lost at some point, that's (laughs) the risk, but that's at least what they're trying to do. Adam, are we saying nuance doesn't work in American politics anymore? What do you, what could you possibly it's a, it's mean? It's a little, it's a little <laughs> tough nowadays. <laughs> you know, the economy has been kind of confusing for a lot of people. They, people haven't been feeling the good news that the administration has been talking about, which matters. Um, and no matter the actual numbers and data that we can look at and that we talk about in the newsletters or in stories or on these, on this podcast, um, his numbers have not really moved. They kind of live in the low 40s with that economy. Is that just kind of partisanship as it is right now? Why are voters not giving them the credit that this administration feels like they deserve on the economy, you think? When you really dig into this polling, if you ask people, how do you feel about the ability to get a job? Great. How do you feel about the way your earnings are growing? They say, great. And then you ask them about the broader economy, suddenly there's this negative sentiment. And, and that's the gap that Biden really needs to work on closing. Part of it is partisanship. At the end of the day, though, there's also this kind of feeling, I think, left over from 2020 and 2021 that we just went through a pandemic and there's a lingering sense of like the bottom could fall out again at any time. And so part of what Biden needs to do here over the next year is really impart confidence that things are stable now and they're going to continue to be stable. And Look, you can promise that's going to happen. The only way you can get people to believe it is to continue showing it. Yeah. All right. Well, he has a lot of work to do, and so do we. So I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much, Adam, for joining. You did good, so we'll invite you all back. Sometime. I appreciate it. Have me back. Jeez. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. There's so many people to get to. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And for your schedule today, President Biden, as I said, is overseas. On his last leg of this European trip, he is meeting with the president of Finland, big old family photo with the Nordic leaders, a summit with them. And also we will get a press conference where reporters will get to ask him and the leader of Finland lots of questions. And then the president will be on his way back to the United States. I'm Eugene Daniels. Thanks for listening. Local communities depend on access to D.C. through DCA. Yet Delta-backed efforts to change the DCA slot and perimeter rules are recklessly threatening their ability to connect to and through our nation's capital, which in turn threatens sources of local connectivity, jobs, and economic development. Protect regional airports and protect small communities by visiting www.protectregionalairports.com. Paid for by the Coalition to Protect America's Regional Airports.